My mama would say, you gotta fight for what is right. To her, I would say, I wanna give back the world some light. Mm-hmm. But it's an empty road. I feel so. Hey, good morning, Patriots. And today is Thursday, February 29th in the year 2024. That leap day that happens every four years in the month of February. I guess it's like one in 1,492 babies. It's like one, it's your odds of getting born on this day, on a leap year day. And then if you're born on a leap year, you have to celebrate your day on the, your birthday on the 28th. It's weird. I mean, I, I don't know what that would be like. You're like a, you would be a baby without a date like every four day every four years have a, a birthday I guess right maybe maybe that's something we should look into it's kind of crazy anyway welcome to leap you leap your day February that's what it is right here we're actually getting snow outside on leap your day February 
And that's a nice change, I guess. It'll be interesting to see how that pans out today. But uh, anyway, before we get going today, Patriots, uh, we are dealing honestly with the craziest times we could ever imagine. The economy is on the ropes, and they're doing everything they can to rupture that economy, and it's important to protect your savings. In fact, I just read an article yesterday in Zero Hedge about their attempts to neutralize 401ks and retirement accounts. And that's not speculative. That's a discussion happening in Wall Street at government level of getting into people's retirement and savings accounts to separate them so that they can't have that money. And that's all part of the greater design, taking away people's freedom in which you set aside. So this is where you need birch gold and you need to get your money moved into a precious metals accounts to get away from this control of these conglomerates, mutual funds and, and derivative backed nothings. So it's all paper currency otherwise, and it has no value. So all you have to do is type the word BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, and, and send it to 989898. Again, BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, and send it to 989898. And you'll get a free information packet from Birch Gold. And you can read through that, get informed, and then give them a call. And they'll help you. If you've got an existing IRA or 401k, they'll migrate that over to a precious metals-backed IRA for free. No extra cost to you, but they'll also help you set things up. And it's important to look at this because these programs that are all in their holding, where it's fiat currency, anything is theirs to pick. We know that CPS is funded through our Social Security money. That's the, the government's version of child sex trafficking is funded by taxpayer retirement dollars. And they've already pilfered most of the pensions in the world, which is going to be a real downer for those that have been violating the Constitution for the sake of protecting um, their Constitution or their, their pensions. So that'll be nice for them down the way when they realize they violated it for nothing. And then, of course, now on the block is the 401k. So do, do, do what you can to protect those. And again, Birch Gold is there for you. We are having some strange anomalies in the world. And all of these things are adding up, and we're starting to see the, the things mounting to where it's increasingly difficult for, um, for politicians to stay immune from the damages that they have waged. This is an interesting occurrence in Seattle, and I'm, <laughs> I'm laughing at this whole thing because we have immigrants, illegals, that are now demanding for more free housing because Seattle doesn't have enough, naturally. We have the woke retards that are joining them at a council meeting, in a city council meeting, demanding more resources. We have an, an, an off-the-charts population of homeless that none of these woke retards care about. They're only caring about the illegals. So the question is, either they are literally that brain-damaged as Americans, or they are being paid by some, some other funds to be activists. Both are possible. But nonetheless, the woke cult is truly one of the most devastating cults in the country. Purging that mentality, that's the true virus in the sense of destruction of America. Take a listen to this. This is just the whole issues of going what's going on in Seattle. Totally insane. Seattle City Council disrupted as asylum seekers and their supporters once again pleaded for support. 
Council President Sarah Nelson saying there are limited resources here. I don't really want to participate in in the, a conversation that should be had with uh, county leaders, state leaders, federal leaders. Council ultimately took a break from the meeting in the middle of chants from protesters yelling on behalf of the refugees. At one point, Councilmember Kathy Moore requested that SPD take action. The request that we have police response. Uh, our physical safety is being threatened by the actions of the demonstrators outside banging on the windows. Eventually, arrests were made. It's the second time in two months that the group from Latin America has called upon Seattle leaders to fund their temporary housing. Refugees have been living in different area hotels, most recently this one in Kent. That stay was funded by Seattle taxpayers. Hennessy's from Venezuela said she knows this protest wasn't the most correct thing to do, but they've got kids. They feel pressured to act for them. What have we been saying here the whole time? Which is they're bringing these people in, they're promising free everything, and all they have to do is start pulling the support rug up from underneath them, and these people will become instantly radicals within their own country because they were promised a free meal and a free ticket to come here. That's been the trap. And so in the process, they're forcing this upon the public so that we can pit illegals that were given a lie coming here that are now going to be demanding something that they were promised, and we're going to be put at odds with them as the government officials run out the door. The government officials are the ones responsible. They're the ones that are going to be held accountable and are the ones that need to swing from a rope. And this is the intensity and fire that we as Americans need to start having. It's just like we have every single senior general in our, in our military right now who is still sitting on their butt and allowing soldiers to be destroyed by this vax, doing nothing to help our soldiers. It's all the same. And this corruption goes deep. So I, I am going to tell you, even your senior influencers, politicians, the people that you may be aligning with, be very cautious right now. Because I would frame it like this. When you see city council members that were complicit in this crime, willing to walk out and turn the police on these people, the same people that they invited in, and you have generals at the highest level. So this takes you from city council to the most strategic levels in our nation, where we have generals sitting up there that are cushy, all, most of them probably bought off by China, all of them sitting not caring the fact that they deployed a bioweapon on the United States to kill its people, to fund the bioweapons program, and to continue to slaughter the military and weaken it. If you think for a second that there's going to be anybody in the political sphere, anybody in the, in the media sphere, in the conventional media, or even big, big accounts that you can trust, take a breath. Because at the end of the day, I will guarantee you this is going to all link back to Mossad, CIA, Epstein, Epstein Island, and the trafficking of kids. It's all there. And this whole thing is just going to be unbelievable where all this leads to. So we need to be focused on the bigger picture here, which is hard because they want to pit us against these others. These illegals need to go home. And they need to get back to where they were because this was not the promise they were given. And unfortunately, they're stuck here now, and our government has brought them here, and they're going to pit them against each other, and we're going to have problems. There's no easy way through this. And the, and it's one thing that we, we will need to start looking at how we're going to bring these people to Christ to give them a reason, but you have desperation, which that, that Venezuelan woman just said in that piece. We have children. Okay, so the next question is, you have children. How did you get here with your children and afford it? And we know how that happened. 
Soros money, Democrat money, Republican money, all taxpayer money. All taxpayer money used to give them EBT cards and to have them come across and with communications, with free phones, the whole thing, promising a golden ticket. And unfortunately, America has sat complacently by and just kind of sat there. And the worst perpetrators on all of this are our, our border, border Patrol folks. Every one of those people that stood by and let the government tell them what to do and not stand by the Constitution is a traitor. I mean, this is the world we are in right now. We are having to look at each other and go, okay, wait a minute. You literally have turned treason on this country for your pension. Treason on this country because the union told you so. Treason against this country and the Constitution because you're more afraid of your job and making your mortgage payment than the consequences of what you've done to your nation. And this is an hour right now where literally as a nation, we are being judged. And the problem is that the majority of the nation is still walking around like zombies. Literally. It's, it's incredible. Now, this is a good quote to kind of bring in here. And it's, it's from Aaron Von Buren. And it says, you are worn and cracked and dented. And that is okay because I have never heard of a clean and shiny sword that won a war. But that's the intensity of in that image there. That's the intensity we need to be fighting with every single day because these people are nuts. I mean, we've dealt with politicians that have been sold, bought, and paid for. And they are they have turned their back on this nation. And I can't think of many that I would say you're okay to go. Somewhere along the way, they're all going to be held accountable for buying into the lies and turning this and turning this beast on its people. And this problem we have with the illegals, it's going to come down to a county by county fight, and it's going to be pretty vicious. And unfortunately, I mean, take a look at this. Gavin Newsom and his nut jobs that are running California are dismantling dams, if you don't know this. And they're calling it in the name of protecting salmon. What they're really doing is they're destroying the agriculture base in California, which was the most productive area in the world. Why? Because they want to rupture it so they drive people off the land so that the Chinese that are coming in will be able to buy it own it and turn it into productive land that will be shipping all the food outside this country. We have famine coming. Famine is coming to our nation. Don't kid yourself. And they're doing everything they can to ensure it. We've already got famine being engineered in Gaza, and that's in the name of the holy city and the holy country of Israel while we exterminate an entire race of people. And pulpits are out here screaming, go Israel. This... We need to have a righteous fire movement through this nation to understand what is really going on here because people are dying, innocent people are dying. And there's this beautiful justification that goes on within a, within a certain element of the religiosity of, of, the, of the faith, which is we are righteous as Christians, it's okay to let others die. That is not of Jesus. There's nowhere in there that's of Jesus. We are in here, we are if we're righteous, then we're reaching out and we're literally taking loaves of bread and pieces of fish and feeding the masses. And yet here we have Newsom going away, claiming that they're going to protect those salmon by breaking the dams, which the other it's just a distraction so that the woke idiots can go along and go, oh my goodness, I can save a newt again and turn down the ability to have business. But now this is... The deal is, is the Klamath River is now full. It's now full of destroyed salmon spawning beds, and pollution is is including decomposed algae organic deposits. That's what just happened with this. 
So as they've shut down the power capacity in the Klamath River, we know we're losing power in the Northwest and in the, and on the West Coast, massive capacities. We're now also doing exactly opposite of what they said because that's what these people do. They lie and then they turn around and what they do is 10 times worse than what you think. Elon, Elon Musk today is, is touting the fact that, and this is in headlines in Zero Hedge, that they're going to be doing something great and fantastic with the uh, with SpaceX, okay? And, and SpaceX is going to be doing a partnering with, with Tesla to create a new roadster that will go zero to 60 in less than one second. All that sounds good. It's a, it's a smoke and mirrors thing. Everybody's dazzling and worshiping the idol of, his, of Elon Musk because he does so many things. SpaceX is funded by the Department of Defense, which means indirectly all of the roadsters and collaboration with Tesla is funded by Department of Defense, as is Skynet that he's been putting up there, as is the other layer of Skynet, which is the military version of that. All of these things are being put in place for a national global, a global grid of prison state. And Elon Musk is now touting that they're going to create this new spangled vehicle that'll go zero to 60 in one second, which the human being can't handle anyway. Who cares? And most drivers aren't even capable of dealing with that sort of speed. So it's just another toy and another gimmick to sell people because at the end of the day, if we take a Tesla and you get rid of its battery, what do you do with it? You can't even recycle the thing. And you end up in a landfill, just like solar panels. What happens to them? They end up in landfill. But don't worry, they're trying to take over 20 million acres by eminent domain and federal lands within the heart of America, within the center part of America, where we have the most food production. Since they can't swing them politically, let's take the land. 20 million acres, which is bigger than 13 states in size, by the way. They're going to turn that into solar farms. Solar farms. That's the same area they're using eminent domain to do a carbon capture system. Because we don't have we have so much carbon in the air that if we don't take it, plants will actually grow. It's this inversion again. You take the carbon out of the sky, you take the carbon out of the air, plants are going to die. All of this is happening around us, churning along. And you just know when you go down and you talk to the guys on the ground, I guarantee it. They're going to be like, dude, this is a good job, man. I get to save the world, but even then, I'm, I'm, it's a good job. I'm paying my mortgage. I'm making more money than ever. The worship of money, the worship of job, the worship of this whole concept is an idolatry. It's the reprobate mind that has been taking over. And the reprobate mind is destroying this nation. And we are truly under a judgment. And it's a powerful judgment. Things, are, things like this are, it's stunning to me when we sit back and we say, okay, what is happening here? And the short-sightedness of people, of worrying about the tomorrow. This is why you break an economy. This is why you lower it down. This is why you create welfare dependency on the state. This is why you create inner city violence. This is why you create race wars that don't exist otherwise. It doesn't exist in God's kingdom. They exist on earth. And yet somehow we justify that. I think you all know, I mean, one of my big things right now is bring, build, breaking down these bridges in the church. That is one of the things on my heart I'm calling. And that's what, you know, we go to Flemingsburg and Mandolin Farms that we're in the process right now of acquiring as far as nation. What is the core of that? Bringing the remnant tribes together. Why? Because we have to break down these barriers. We can't have a Native American community of Christians. We can't have a black American community of Christians. And we can't have another community of Christians, evangelicals, whatever you want to call them, 
and then sit here and say, oh, we've got a better, better brand of Jesus. It's one body. And if we don't start coming together, we are part and parcel with the same problem that's happening here because we have to start showing strength as one body. Call it remnant tribes, which is the word God's given me to use. Call it remnant tribes. We bring this together. We come under with the different flavor, the different cultures that we bring together speak to the greater body of Christ. But unfortunately, what's happening is this division and, and separation. We're not bringing that voice together in a powerful front. Instead, we're looking to the churches to lead, but the pulpit's broken. And at the core of this in our nation right now, we have a broken pulpit. And the, this is how they've been moving in so far. Consider the simple fact. We went overseas to fight wars. It was before the awakening. We go there with the passions to fight for the defense of the United States to catch the terrorists where they are. The real terrorists were here. And where did they begin? Some of the greatest terrorist actions begin by infiltrating the pulpit and marginalizing the tenor and tone of, of our faith and the teachings of Scripture to weaken the masses, to weaken the congregations, to weaken the fellowships. And so as this happens and it gets weakened and that voice gets weakened, then they're able to use the divide and conquer. By, by de facto effect here, we have black churches, we have white churches, we have Native American churches, we have Hispanic churches. This is nonsense. I understand people want to come together with kind of their fellowship, but we have to build a bridge and have to be building bridges to make this stronger because this division and hatred that's seeding this is insane. And then the media is lying. So obviously, this is how you do this. And they're doing this. The inner city violence is happening in black on black communities is off chain. If you doubt that, go to this site and excuse the, my mouth on this. This is this is not this is the name of the site. The name of the site is Hey Jackass. Go check that out. That is all the inner city violence in Chicago. It's the only site that's telling the truth on the real violence. This isn't about a race war. This is about them seeding hatred to such a degree, breaking down economies, getting people dependent on, on welfare class, inspiring drug trafficking, and building up the power of gangs with illegal gun trafficking in a city that's supposed to have the toughest gun laws around. And the inner city violence is off the chain. There are more people being shot and killed in Chicago than there were in Iraq. And yet, we go along like no big deal. This should be a national outrage. This should be every single person, American, speaking what is going on in Chicago, but we don't do that. It's just we sit back and we're like, okay, i got to worry about my life. So let's instead, let's have the great de deception, the great deception, which is let's go acquire 20 million acres and put solar panels on so all these woke fools out here can dance around and go, Praise Mother Earth, Gaia, we're going to save you because we're the parasites, which is the other big lie that they push here. I'm telling you, we are in a real problem here. And what this is coming down to is a really important moment, which is April 8th. And as you know, we're going to be doing a big event on April 8th. It's going to be up in Ohio. We'll get all those details and all that ticketing will be go up on Monday if everything goes right. Okay. April 8th is a big day because it's the eclipse. And I'm going to read you some things on this because it's pretty fascinating, some of the details on this eclipse. Okay, the, the, this eclipse is seven, is the first one was in 17, 2017. So now seven years later, we have the second one. The first one went from northwest down to northeast, southeast. This one starts and crosses at Eagle Pass. 
goes up through Upper Ohio and, and exits out of New York. Along the way, there is going to be eight cities by the name of Nivena that are going to, this eclipse is going to pass through Nivena, New York, Nivena, Missouri, Nivena, Ohio, Nivena, Texas, Nivena, Virginia, Nivena, Pennsylvania, Nivena, Nova Scotia, Nivena, Indiana. Just note here, Indiana is also the uh, center point for McKinsey, which destroyed the church. All of these things are important. Nivena was the city that was Jonah was supposed to go in and give them a warning that they needed to repent. Jonah got swallowed by, swallowed by a whale because basically Jonah said, well, didn't want to do it. God said, had tried this for a while. Living in a whale for three days didn't settle so well. So then Jonah goes back. I'm obviously paraphrasing, taking a little bit of literary license. And away it goes. And Jonah goes back and warns him. This is a repent. So if you're asking what's going to happen on the event in January, in, on uh, April 8th, it is a repentance revival. Repentance revival. Wow, this is pretty cool. I'm getting into this and I'm watching the snow increase as the show goes on. Thank you, Lord. Let's bring this down. Bring the snow. Bring the rain. I'm telling you right now. Okay, so this whole thing, the, the, the coming eclipse, I'm reading this from a post. The coming eclipse on April 8th will put together, will, if put together with the previous eclipse of 2017, form an X, which biblically is called the ancient Tav, a Hebrew sign of God. In 2024, the eclipse will pass over eight cities named Nivena, which we just went over. Isn't Nivena the place God told Jonah to go repent? Biblically, the number eight represents a new beginning, meaning a new order or creation and man's true born again event. God wins. Right. But that doesn't mean everything's all rosy. We have all sorts of things happening right now in a massive way to literally shake this country. We are under a judgment and we're seeing all the pieces pop. And so much of this is at the place where our church has turned away and gone down the merry path of something or other, which is predominantly, if you listened last night to Jamie Walden's interview, he's on fire with it as well. And I, I respect his work immensely. And his point is, to, is gets down to it. There's about, his in his assessment, using his assessment, which I'm not going to disagree with, I don't have his numbers, but I'm just going to just repeat it. About 3% of the pastors are really walking in the true sense of Jesus. And I wouldn't disagree with that right now. Not looking at the statistics of where we are, the love of things, the love of sex, the love of porn, all of these things have infected the pulpit. So if we're sitting here and we're saying, oh, it's not going to be that bad. Come on, God's going to blow things over. We are a nation that was given to us on the foundation of we the people with all of our rights given to us by our creator. We just keep handing them away. God's not done with this nation. But I will assure you that we are going to be shaken in a big way, and it's going to wake people up. And in the end, I would say people will probably bow to him, they better, and be able to look at this event as saying, wow, that was something. Well, yeah, wow, that was something. That's, that's being shaken. But it's not going to just end on April 8th. It tends to be, and the things that I'm reading, I think there's this over-optimism. I've been, this Nasera Jacera stuff's coming up again. The Great Jubilee is coming. All of these things, and it's all this padding and shaping of just putting fluff around the reality of what we have to face. The, our Father God can, re, can repair anything, but we have accountability in this world. We don't just get to walk around and like, no big deal. God will fix it. I get to be raptured out. We have a stake in this. 
we've created this problem after being given the authorities by Jesus to take back the land. And with that, if we are not stepping into this as um, the mightiness of kingdom, it's going to hurt. Now, God's warriors that are waking up, God's warriors that are coming on the line from many different sects, many different places, as we lock arm in arm for this fight, we will lead this, this world, this country back to the victory of the throne. But it won't be an easy walk. It wasn't an easy walk going through the desert either. God will take care of us. I have no question about that. But we're, it's a shaking that has to happen. So I would say buckle up because it's going to be pretty intense. So Pastor Debanese said to add April 8th and July events to our church announcements so now so people can begin to prepare. And we are going to have all of these events posted very soon on, so everybody can plan. April 8th, all these details will be out next week on our on the Bards Fest site, and we will already start to also pin the July 4th event, which will be in Flemingsburg at the Mandolin Farms event for the July 4th event, just so we highlight that. It's a good comment. Thank you, Pastor Devonese. So this is, this is super important right now that we grasp what's happening here. The evil has happened. It's in our cities. It's in around us. We brought in people on a false premise we have put them in a place where I can't fault people now that have been brought in here, promised by our politicians that they're going to have free everything when suddenly there's nothing and they're left homeless. What I can fault are the idiot Americans that have walked around and turned their back on the homeless people, the drug addictions, the abortions, the, the, the broken homes, the single moms, the stranded elderly the children that have left orphaned, all of these people they turn their back on and they instead they're looking at this, this quote, refugees coming in. This is cognitive dissonance at a high level and this is the woke culture. The woke culture always wants to look somewhere else and find something else to blame. They can't step in front of the mirror and, account, and have accountability themselves. And that's one of the biggest problems in our nation right now is lack of accountability and lack of honesty. That said, I want to... I want you to hear this piece. This is refreshing, actually. This is Godfrey Bloom. He's a member of the European Parliament. And he speaks some hard truth that I wish we had politicians with this much courage. Take a listen. Thank you very much, Mr. Bloom, in one minute. Uh, well, Mr. President, uh, I'm... Uh minded, actually, to quote the great American philosopher Murray Rothbard here, that the state, the state is an institution of theft writ large. Tax is just about a system where politicians and bureaucrats steal money from their citizens to squander in the most disgraceful manner. This place is no exception. Fascinatingly, and I really don't know how you manage to keep a straight face when you're talking about tax evasion. The whole commission and the commission bureaucracy avoid their taxes. You don't pay taxes like citizen pay taxes. You have all sorts of special deals, composite tax rates, uh, high tax thresholds, non-contributory pension schemes. You are the biggest tax avoiders in Europe. And here you sit pontificating. Well, the message is getting home to the people of the European Union. You're going to find that Eurosceptics are coming back in June in ever greater numbers. In ever greater numbers. And I can tell you worse, as the people get your number, it won't be long before they storm this chamber and they hang you and they'll be right. 
And there we go. Right on point. This is literally the, the level of tra- treason that we have in this world. And this is the level of judgment that has to fall because these people believe they are truly above the law. They are truly above everything in the law and they can do whatever they want, whenever they want. And that's what we've got here. So the second part of this is that we've held, not only have we not held them accountable, we've let them be unaccountable. And we've let that happen down. I, I keep coming back to this and I, I know that this for some gets very unsettling. But the power of this nation began with the pulpit. This is where we begin. We be, our Declaration of Independence came from sermons at the pulpit in the early 1700s. That's where that whole concept came from. We saw the pulpit being the, the action arm of waking people up, of teaching them about tyranny, of standing up against tyranny, and ultimately, where were the British the most concerned? There was one group of people they, they targeted and named, and they were the Black Robe Regiment, named by the British. Why? Because they were pastors that underneath their black robes that they wore as just a standard uniform. And that, that idea actually goes old if you're not familiar with it. It's like, like schools in Europe that would, everybody would wear the same uniform. It's not because it's socialist. The idea was that if you were poor or if you were rich, you would wear a standard uniform so that you would not be able to distinguish each other by the, the class that you were in, but re- be able to work together and learn together as students. That was the principal design. Pastors having uh, something underneath them. They could have been a farmer. They could be a soldier. They can be a, they can be a politician. They can be a doctor, a lawyer. They wear the same robe. But when you get to that story of the black robe, when suddenly the, the coat comes off and the pastor steps from behind the pulpit and picks up his musket and walks out the door and about 30 men join him. It may have been more than that. Join him and they go off to war and their families are in agreement knowing what that commitment means. You're, t- you're looking at a power of a different type of pulpit that started this nation. And I don't know of many pulpits in this nation that will do that. I know that there's a lot of pulpits that are in this place right now of trying to get people to pray a lot and, and to go to come to Jesus a lot. We need the power of the pulpit that's calling out the tyranny for what it is. And the tyranny is rooted so much in one of the most heinous crimes we could ever imagine. It's the trafficking and sexual exploitation of children. And this is going on around us. And it's becoming so visible that if you don't, I can understand in 2012, I have people tell me this all the time. Like you were, they would tell me this. You were speaking about Haiti, Hillary Clinton, trafficking of children back in 2012. I'm like, yes, I was. And I thought you were nuts. Now they're like, I can't believe how it's so prevalent. I never imagined it. Because they never wanted to look before. It was hard to look into the veil then. It's not hard to look into the veil now. Look past the veil. If you are not seeing these things, if a person is not seeing these things, I'm not speaking to you in particular, if a person is not seeing these things, they're willfully choosing not to look. And so that gives us an intri- a very critical moment in our nation. One, it, it's important to continue to press truth forward. It's important to speak truth boldly and not let them away from it. And at the same time, we have to get to a place where people understand that we have a level of accountability that must be had. I want to play a part of this. This is a seven-minute piece. I'm not going to play the whole thing. But I want to have you hear this because the person you're going to hear, and this is the mayor of Athens, Georgia. He's, he's a woke idiot. This dude is the one who was complicit in bringing in crimes into criminals into their, into their community, calling it illegals. Lake and Riley's 
Lakin Riley was killed by one of these illegal immigrants. The community wants accountability. I'm going to play a little bit of this for you, but I want you to hear as well one of these residents that is bold and speaking up, and he's powerful, and how uncomfortable this mayor is. I'd say trauma affects all of us. And I understand in the wake of a great tragedy like this, we're all deeply hurt, and everybody expresses their hurt differently. Who voted, who voted to, to make Athens Clark County a sanctuary city, sir? Who? What's their name? I'm an old man. My ears can only hear one thing at a time. And so I'm asking you, Claudia, if you'd repeat that question. We want to ask questions, too. Go ahead, ma'am. I couldn't I certainly will. There's been no legislation from this government that has created sanctuary city status. Uh, I also mentioned the prospect of federal legislation. 8-20-2019. Liar! I, I need to call on one person at a time. It's a high school teacher for a lot of years, and I got better behavior out of them. You see how they play this game? They try to lecture you with this sort of ridiculous morality, like somehow that you're going to belittle you. This is the way that the left and weak people attack. They look at your weakest point, they try to exploit it, and then they come after you. I have better behavior than a high school kid. You, you need, I, have, I have all these years of experience. You need to listen to me. This is nonsense. When we're following the path of God and we're listening to his word, part of that is to speak truth to power. And there isn't anything, there isn't any grace given because you have a litany of degrees or because you can stand up there and say, well, I've been a mayor and I'm an old man because I can't hear, or I've had better behavior here. None of this is, we need the truth to power people like this. And this piece goes on for seven minutes, by the way. And in the end of the day, this mayor does what every single person does. The same thing that happened up in Seattle, the same thing that happens here. Every one of these people, what do they do? At the end of the day, when they know that they're wrong, when they know they can't answer the questions, they know that they can't, they're going to be held accountable to a standard that they know they violated because they violated the Constitution and their traitors. What do they do? They turn to the police and they say, can you please have this person escorted out? They did it in Seattle. They do it in Portland. They do it in California. They do it here in Athens, Georgia, or over in Athens, Georgia. Everywhere they do, because this is what they've done. They have created a police tyranny class to protect them and surround them like Praetorian guards to make sure that they can continue to speak their corrupted words. So where is the real problem? The problem is the people that we know are evil are evil. We can see them. They're being very clear. The problem is those that are around them that are willfully walking in this evil. They're willfully supporting it and protecting it for a variety of reasons. The pension, the job, the mortgage payment that I have to make, the fear of walking away, the fear of standing up in the crowd. Ultimately, that gets down to a lack of faith. They are not, I don't care what they say, if they do not have the courage to stand up in this hour and say, I am a... I am a child of the Most High. I follow Jesus. I will speak truth and flip tables regardless. That lesson that we give back again and again to the sacrifice of Christ, the horrible tortures that he went through, is a reminder to us every day of the sort of sacrifice we have to be willing to lay down. Are you willing to lay down your life for this critical hour? Because it's not for just this country. We're laying down our life for kingdom and God. And when we understand that mission and we understand what it is that we have to have behind us, and we have to understand the commitment of, of, the, of the spirit of martyrdom. It isn't that I'm running outside going, I can't wait to be martyred. That's not the point. It's the courage to stand up and go, I fear nothing. And love is, the, is part of this.
when we are willing to sacrifice everything, literally sacrifice everything, you're willing to lay it all down. You're in the right place. And when you put it to God, like I am ready and willing to lay it all down and then go further and start laying it all down. Let God lead you because this is the hour which it, it matters. This is where it truly matters. And having the courage to step into a public space and like that gentleman was in the back of the audience where he's calling out that mayor as a liar and he's there's a woman that's with him. They're from the community. And of course, what's the mayor doing? He's going to his friendly press folks, which are all bought and paid for anyway, or schooled on woke, ridiculous politics and ideologies, locked into the cult of ridiculous, where inversion is the way of the game and everything is about at the end of the day, that route always takes us to the same place, the father of lies. We are lacking truth and accountability in every tier. And the problem is when we lack truth and accountability in leadership, the sheep that follow that all become subject to the same standard, lack of truth and accountability. And it all becomes about me. The vanguard that's moving forward here, these remnant tribes that are stepping forward, speaking truth, the powerful pulpits that still are out here. But it's there's just not that many. And the better yet, the voices that are coming from the real church of Christ, the heart, the act of church of acts that lives within our heart, that church is rising up. That's the church of strength that God needs this power and fire for to speak into the world, to pray against these principalities, to literally bring in. The one thing I say all the time in these meetings, we never hear people breaking out in him and, and then rebuking these people publicly. They need to be. They need to be rebuked in the name of Jesus. They need to be rebuked for their lies and their tongues gagged in the name of Jesus. And they need to be strapped with a, such a filter on their tongue that they can't speak any lies at all, but they must be held accountable for every word. And they need to be reminded of that, that they will be held accountable for every word and action before the throne. Our nation is in an hour right now of needed repentance. It's powerful time to repent. These This account that we're going to have on April 8th, the account of the coming together, it is a repenting rally. It's a repenting revival. Center around that word, repent, repent. And we will lead this nation in repentance in whatever form it takes. But there has to be literally some fire back in our hearts. And we have to start standing up to this evil to understand that God needs us to fearlessly. And we have to let go of the fact, and which is literally the Habakkuk moment. And if you haven't read Habakkuk, please do. Because it's that moment where Habakkuk is screaming out to God and say, why? Why am I witnessing these, the injustice is not, the justice is not happening and the things that are falling apart? And God tells him, he said, if you knew the things that I would do, you wouldn't believe me. Because God's bringing everybody in to Israel at that time. He's bringing the Babylonians in. There's going, those that don't believe in him are going to be, are going to suffer. And as they do that, and it's, it's, it's a suffering because of love. And this is where people get it so confused right now in our mainstream culture. It's like, well, God doesn't love us because he wouldn't do that because he loves us. Yes, he would. He gave you everything. He's offering you something. He's going to have to put you through a fire and a trial to have you wake up. And this is where we as a, as a, a body in Christ that are, that are hearing this message have to get this word out to say, look, dude, you're like, you're walking off the train. Get back on track. Get focused, get into the fight, get into the trenches, start speaking the word, start bringing people to Jesus. That's the power where we are right now. And it's, a, it's an intense moment in time that we, we have to come together and really light that fire.
uniting the remnant tribes. It's powerful. We are dealing with an unprecedented level of corruption. It's just, and it's all in our face. It's all being thrown in our face over and over and over. We have every single, I want to emphasize this again because I started out this way and I really want to emphasize this. Every single general officer, meaning one star, two star, three star, four star, every single one of those officers violated the law and allowed a mandate within the military to force the COVID vaccine death shot upon the soldiers, every one of them. Now, if you think for a second that that type of corruption isn't prevalent in every single institution in our country, the military was supposed to be the vanguard of morality and constitutionality. And it has become deep, so deeply corrupted that every single officer violated the law and went against the constitution and constitutional rights of the soldiers. That's how bad we are right now. And it's going to take the people out here that are in prayer, the people out here that are understanding the power of the covenant that was made with God with this, with this moment of our Declaration of Independence and eventually our Constitution, to understand the authorities that we carry to bring this nation back, to repent for this nation, and then to step into the authorities of kingdom and slay this evil. Here's some interesting little anomalies I want to point out. I find these fascinating. All I'm going to say is this is weirdness. Don't have an answer for it, Just, but it's interesting to track. King Charles has been diagnosed with cancer. Kate Middleton has, has had an abdominal search, surgery and not been seen since December. Sarah, Duchess of York, was diagnosed with skin cancer. Prince Edwards is stepping back from royal duties. Thomas Kingston, who married into the British royal family, died suddenly. Jacob Rothschilds died. King of Norway rushed to the hospital with infection. Pope Francis rushed to the hospital. Queen of Denmark announced shock abdication, renounced in shock and abdication of her duties. And two black horses were spotted with a quote-unquote captured white horse and a black flag outside Buckingham Palace. Hmm, that's interesting. All I can say is judgment's in the air, and I would not want to be on that receiving side of judgment. Whatever we do, we have to walk with the authorities given to us by Jesus. Do what Jesus does. And if we walk in as Jesus does, I'm just like, sounds good. We're all good. And when we walk in those authorities and walk with that power and we walk with that command presence and understanding that 90% of this war is in the spirit, 90% of us, and that means we are waging war. And I literally got up this morning, called to get up. I got up at 5.30. I was waging war for 30 minutes in prayer, intense spiritual warfare, and not on me for somebody else. We have to respond to these calls. Step in and take the authority, slay the demons, slay the dragons, chop the head off the Leviathan, proclaim the power of Holy Spirit and the blood of Christ over each person that we, we work with. We literally have to be doing this because this is where the war is and we have those authorities to do that, to walk on snakes and scorpions and have dominion over all evil. That's the fire which we carry. It's a righteous fire and beautiful fire. And in the end, that's the fire that leads people to the glory of Christ and the power of Holy Spirit and the love in God. So let's pray. Father God, we come to you today very humbled and blessed. 
And we just ask that the fire of righteousness that awakens these prayers for us to step into the war in the spirit and the warrior heart of Christ now awaken to a new level. We pray today, Father, for more resources, more tools of war to be anointed to each person that steps into this place, to literally turn to you and say, Father, lead me, guide me, direct me, and let the Holy Spirit flow through us in such a powerful way that now we find new command authorities, new abilities, new tools, new weapons of war that we can step in now and fight more mightily in the spirit. This is where the real war is waging. And this is where evil laughs at times and thinks we have no authority there. And this is where we turn the tables to remind evil that we are here. We're present. We are the children of the most high. And as we lean into this and fire our, fire our shots in this battle, we're literally waging war with the mightiness of the sword of spirit in the name of Jesus Christ as our savior. So, Father, just ask that you'll lead us in this hour, raise us up, lean us in as into this fight. Remind us in our heart, in our soul, our mind, our spirit, that we are truly in this fight as one body, one, one body in Christ, together, locked, arm in arm, spiritually, fighting against an evil that truly wants to subdue your children into permanent slavery, which we rebuke and we cast out and we bind it and we cast it to the lake of Jesus, to the lake of fire. So, Father, we raise this army up in a blessing this morning, of great blessing. In the name of Jesus, we declare a mightiness of the fire of righteousness in the heart of each and every one. And we pray these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. All right, patriots. After this show, I'm going to need another cup of coffee. This is good. Keep, it, keep the fire burning. This is exciting. This is a great time to be alive. And this is where we need to be lighting it up and raining it down. Tonight, I should be having Ivan Ranklin on, Lieutenant Colonel Special Forces retired. He's in the uh, congressional hearing today with Trader Defense Secretary Austin, who likes to wear a, a welding shield to pr apparently protect himself from COVID. And so this will, he'll be, Ivan should come on tonight if all goes well. And uh, if not, we'll, we'll pivot to another show. We'll pivot to something along these lines we did today, but it all ties in anyway. And then tomorrow night, we're going to dig into the whole concept of Flemingsburg, the vision and sewing and the whole principle of stewardship. That's all tomorrow night show. So I look forward to that as well. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tonight for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible too many think it is unreal, but that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, 
that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand, we live by the words, in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light it can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 